0: Welcome to Punchmark's Jewelers Survival Kit podcast, which covers the coronavirus pandemic and how it's affecting the jewelry industry. Each episode will focus on a specific topic with guests such as retail jewelers, jewelry manufacturers, and marketing professionals in the hopes that their shared experiences may help others in the jewelry industry. This week's topic is about navigating through employment issues and how to stay safe during a pandemic. From the perspective of an insurance company, our guests this week will be Alex Schlindwein from Kiefer Jewelers and Brian McCluskey from International Jewelers Block. This episode will be hosted by Michael Burpo, our lead UX designer, and myself, Ross Cockrum, CEO and co-founder of Punchmark. So a lot has changed since the last episode, and. You know, just as a reference to where we are during this recording on Friday, March 27th, um, there are now 197 countries with COVID-19 outbreaks and over 509,000 cases worldwide. Um, And as far as the jewelry industry is concerned, you know, a few more stores have shut down, uh, and I'm sure there are lots more on the way. And, you know, for us in Mecklenburg County, North Carolina, uh, in Charlotte, Yesterday marked day one of a three week stay at home order. So, all the employees at Punchmark are following this uh, as I record this podcast from my home. Um, On this week's episode, we're going to explore how this pandemic is affecting jewelry store employees and how some difficult decisions uh, have to be made. Uh, Then, we'll hear from Brian McCluskey from IJB, a subdivision of Wexler Insurance, and he'll share some best practices regarding. Safety and security for your store and your inventory. So, our first guest here to talk about employment is Alex from Kiefer Jewelers.
1: So, my name is Alex Schlindwine. I am general manager of Kiefer Jewelers. We have two stores right outside of Tampa, Florida. Um, my parents are the owners right now, and obviously, I'm I'm. In line to to take it over one day, and I've been uh, full time in the business um, for about five years now. So
2: wow, so you're kind of like the um, <laughs> the heir apparent, I guess it is, as they would say in the in the royal world. And yeah. I guess recently with this coronavirus um, impact, it's impacted everybody's business a little bit differently, but. Um, Yours in particular, uh, recently you've had to make the tough decision to uh, temporarily close your store. Um, Could you dive Mm -hmm. into that just a little bit and just so that people can kind of get an idea of of what led you to that point?
1: Yeah, definitely. So we've always been really big on communication with our employees. Like we're never going to sugarcoat things or hide things from them. So we were communicating with them every day and really getting them prepared for the fact that we might end up closing. Um, Just every day we were waking up with more anxiety over it and just kind of like what is our responsibility in all of this and even though our people were more than happy and excited to like still come to work every day. And we still had customers showing up every day. I mean, there's a lot of people that are acting like nothing's going on, but we just couldn't do it anymore. Like we just felt like we needed to do what's best to protect our people. And even if our customers don't feel like they need to not be coming in, we felt like they needed to stop coming in, you know, and just, it's such a tricky spot. Like you're walking this thin line of like trying to continue business, but also you don't want someone to look at you down the line and say that you were socially irresponsible during this time. Yeah. So it's it, it kind of like, what can you sleep with at the end of the day? You know, like you need to make sure you can live with your decision. So, um, and then obviously with me being high risk, um, being pregnant, that was part of the decision too. just like for our whole family, like what's best for our family. Cause, Let's face it, like we're in a family business and we do this so that our family can have the life that we want and that, you know, we don't have to go work for somebody else and we can make these choices and have a company that's based on the values that we have. So, you know, we have to fall in line with that and follow that through all the way. So. So yeah, it was really tough, but we just kind of woke up one day and felt like, well, and okay, the other thing was we said, let's look at other retailers around us. And we're, we felt like we have this outlet mall right down the road from one of our stores. And we said, let's, let's look at them. Like once they close, I feel like that's a sign that we need to close because they're very similar to us as far as retail and how many customers we get in on a daily basis and stuff. So once they announced that they were closing, we were like, okay, it's, it's time, time. It you know? Man, that's yeah. Really, that's really It's weird do. though, because yeah, it was very hard. I think all of our people understood and they supported it as best they can. Um, there are some other independent jewelers in our town that are still open and they're very busy. Wow. And <laughs> It's just weird. And you kind of do worry, like, are we missing out on something? Um, people are still wanting to celebrate happy moments and and all of that, but I don't know. We just we just really made that decision and decided we got to yeah. stick with it. You know, yeah.
2: Um, so this episode is uh, specifically around employee policy and and management. Um, so what was the thought process behind handling your employees and obviously with closing down your store? I'm sure that it's pretty much like a cut of all revenue. So how did you manage, you know, of course, the balance of letting people go, but also staying financially intelligent with your choices?
1: Yeah. So every day last week we were talking to them and saying, you know, we're taking this day by day and that there's, it's looking like we're going to have to close at some point. We asked at the very beginning if anyone could possibly be interested in taking a voluntary leave of absence and we actually had three people that stepped up to the plate and said, you know, either a couple of them were also collecting social security or um, one of them is kind of close to retirement with us anyways. And they stepped up and said, you know, we can do without, um, we'll be the first ones to kind of remove ourselves from this equation. And that helps tremendously. And it was just, it was really amazing actually to see people be so humble and selfless and like realize that there were other people wow. in our company that are the main breadwinners of their family that have families that they need to feed, and so that was really huge to see them like say basically you know put them before me, and that was awesome. Um, so that helped a lot. And then after um, so once we decided we were going to close, we sat down with everyone individually, and we kind of worked out a plan of what's the minimum that you need to get by? And yeah. um, a lot of them were really awesome about it. Like they said numbers that were even lower than what we thought they would say. So, wow. you know, they would just say like, I just need to pay my rent or whatever. Um, so if I could just get that amount, then I'm good or something along those lines. So that was huge. So we kind of just handled it individually, one by one. And everyone was awesome about it. Um And it it was really tough, but we were able to cut payroll pretty tremendously. And, you know, we were adding up all the numbers before with everyone at full salaries and full, um, you know, with the mortgage payment, with electric, with insurance, with all the other expenses that go along with running a store I mean, it racks up to over a 100 grand pretty easily in just four weeks. So with like no income coming in, it's like, yeah, I mean, we have some cash in the bank, but we could burn through that really quick. And yeah, we have a credit line, but the bank, are the banks going to start freaking out if we start pulling off of that? And are they going to pull that away from us? Like, who knows? So um, obviously, we're hoping that if we go through troubled times, everyone's going to go through some troubled times. And hopefully people are, you know, understanding of that. But what if they're not you know you just never know
2: so you cut sounds like you cut back um pretty pretty heavily on the number of people that are involved in the day-to-day operations of the uh of the store uh who do you or how many people are were deemed necessary to continue through and stay on um to the digital kind of age of your store for whatever the foreseeable future is
1: yeah, we're actually like figuring it out today for the Not most yet. part. Like we just had a couple of days where we're like, let's just like regroup. Like we didn't have anybody at the store on Sunday. Um, just told everyone to stay home. Friday sure. and Saturday, people like it still kind of seemed like a normal day because customers just like weren't getting it that we were closed. And we felt really bad because we did obviously we had customers Rolexes and we had their $15,000 ring that we had just repaired. I mean, oh. it that we did come to the decision kind of quickly in in the customer's eyes. So we were still letting people come in and pick things up and we had a woman that like begged us at the door to um, let her come in and shop Pandora because it was her sister's birthday and oh, the goodness. other gift that they, she wanted to get her didn't show up. And so we ended up letting her come in. So the first two days we kind of were like, well, this didn't work so well. It was kind of like we were closed.
0: Yeah. So,
1: um, But then we finally like started kind of stepping back and we offered we offered free shipping to anybody that if we do have their jewelry or actually we ended up delivering a customer's ring to her house the other day. So we're pushing back a little bit more now. Like, no guys, we really can't let you in. We're not even here. Like we're closed. So we're, we're just now kind of getting to that point. Um, so today me and my parents talked about having everybody work on something from home just to kind of continue working and staying connected. Um, we do have a private Facebook group for just our employees. So people are posting in there. My dad's been posting in there every day, like little inspirational videos. He's really good at that. Um, the edge is providing like free webinars this whole week. Um, so I, my mom sent out an email sharing that with everyone. So, um, we do have stuff with our Punchmark website that we need to be working on. We're like, all right, this is the time to like get everything cleaned up and, uh, I'm going to be breaking it up by category to each employee today, actually. And I'm going to send, I'm going to like walk them through how to log in and edit items on the website. So we should get everything just like really clean and looking really good. um, So people can shop that a little easier. So we kind of just had radio silence for Sunday and Monday and I've got some of my people are texting me like hey we're bored like can we come in and clean or like organize or do something like I don't want to just sit at home all day so um we're doing a schedule this week where there's just two people at the store and so they can stay far away from each other and each person's gonna work on something so right. yesterday um my assistant manager cleaned up our storage room really nicely and my other girl um she was like reorganizing all the pandora and then today i've got somebody there taking pictures of all of our estate jewelry so we can get wow. that on the website we got that gem light box at the nice. cbg show actually yeah and we like literally just got it so it was perfect timing um, so we're gonna get really good videos and pictures of our estate jewelry so we can get that on the website Um, so yeah, so I mean, we just tried to come up with all these projects, like what's all the stuff that we never have time to do? Like, let's do it now. Let's make sure that we take advantage of this time and that we don't look back and say we just wasted all of this, you know?
2: 100%. I love that you guys are taking advantage of this and and trying your best to, I I mean, there's no denying that it is an absolute uh, devastating blow to the economy and to people's businesses as a whole. But having this as an opportunity and, and seeing it as a chance to improve and come out of it maybe a little bit stronger is, is great. I mean, photographing mm-hmm. your products, that's why I've been telling everybody photographing your products, it's a arduous, long process. It, t- it's, it can be frustrating at times. But you guys just sit down, you guys just bang it out. Re- mm-hmm. Recategorizing your product, just like you had mentioned, also another one that it will pay dividends in the future. And I guess my last question for you is, have you guys um, made any efforts to up your digital marketing or to stay prominent in the digital role, as well as um, kind of upping the visual look of your guys' website?
1: Yeah, definitely. So we we work with Bottom Line Marketing. We've been working with them for about two years. And so we had a meeting with them. Um, Once we decided to close, they came up with a really nice email for us. So we sent out an email blast. um, And we basically stopped all traditional forms of marketing. Like we're not doing any TV, no radio, nothing. It's, we shifted everything to digital. Um, We did cut back a little bit too, just because, you know, we're not sure what's going on. We just want to cut our expenses a little bit, but we've realized like we can't stop marketing altogether right now. Um, So we just shifted everything to digital. We're doing a lot of Facebook and Instagram ads. I'm actually, um, want to go and finish watching i think you guys did a blog or a podcast about um instagram and like getting the images like linked straight through to your website Absolutely. and stuff like that so i'm going to work on that today because that's, that's been right a goal of mine to make everything linked straight through and um you just got to make it easy for the customer to buy things i like my my dad this morning was like oh should we change one of our billboards to say You know, shop online with us during this time. And I'm like, I don't think anyone's going to remember that by the time they get home to go to our website. I think everything needs to be online because people need to take action right then and there. So I think it needs to be more like Google ads, Instagram ads, Facebook. Like it's got to be right there. Just click on it and it goes straight to where you can buy it. It's, you have to make it so easy that like a toddler could do it, you know?
2: Absolutely. Alex, I can't thank you enough. I really appreciate it. It Sounds like you have a, fantastic uh view on this um i'm sure it seems um horrible right now and but you guys are really making the most of it and and doing your best to uh keep pushing and i appreciate your time
1: oh thank you so much for having me
0: wow thank you alex for sharing your experience with us um i'm sure it had to be really hard to make those decisions but you know you're surely much better off as a result And hats off to those who put themselves last and took a leave of absence. I mean, that's actually pretty heroic if you ask me. Now we'll be hearing some great advice on general safety and risk mitigation from Brian McCluskey with International Jewelers Block.
3: My name is uh, Brian McCluskey, and I'm an insurance broker that uh, works and represents uh, International Jewelers Block and Wexler Insurance Agency. I am based out of Cincinnati, Ohio. I've been uh, in the jewelry insurance business since 1993. Uh, And I I specialize in insuring jewelry stores. Uh, We also have a product called GemShield, which is insuring personal jewelry for our
0: jewelers' customers. Very nice. Now, do you have any best practices that you might share or suggestions in general? Um, what what kind of tips and and recommendations might you have for someone who's outside the store um, and and not able to access their store during this time and and how to mitigate the most risk?
3: Well, I can tell you that one of the things that we've been recommending is Nest cameras. They're inexpensive. You can buy them at Best Buy, um, put it so it monitors your safe uh, because it can monitor for sound and it can also monitor for motion. In addition to that, our batteries, making sure that the battery backups that a lot of jewelers have are more than four hours. Uh, I personally would recommend if it's available in the area, 24 hours at at minimum. Um, But don't ignore if your power goes out because there's a distinct possibility that somebody actually could have cut the power and, and also could be looking for a way to get into your store.
0: Right. Yeah. Good point.
3: Another point I want to make, too, is if there's any vacancies around you, um, whether it's above you, it's to your right, it's adjacent to you, um, you know, something you want to be very aware of is to possibly get with a landlord and see if there's a way in which uh, you could sporadically check the vacancy to make sure nobody's trying to come through the wall or the, or the, uh, uh, the ceiling or whatever the case may be. Uh, there are a lot of cases where where people uh, break into uh, the, the the adjacent property and then they, they, they come through the wall. Uh, and we've had that occur a few times.
0: Wow. Yeah, they're getting smarter and smarter every day. It's crazy. They are.
3: You know, the other thing, too, uh, would be bathrooms. Uh, Bathrooms seem to be very much a target for a lot of thieves to wait in a bathroom and ambush when you come in the next morning uh, because a lot of people don't have motion detectors in their bathroom. I would recommend if you have a motion detector by your bathroom or facing the bathroom to leave the door open at night. Uh, so that it could, it could uh, pick up any motion that would occur within the bathroom. If you close the bathroom door uh, and you have no motion in there, they easily come through the roof without being detected and, and wait in there until you open up the next morning and they actually ambush you.
0: Right. Yeah, that's, that's crazy. That, <laughs> they go to some great lengths.
3: Yeah, yeah, definitely. And, and one thing to keep in mind, too, is, is, uh, is to be cognizant of somebody who's casing you um if you if you see something that that is that is out of the ordinary uh somebody coming into your store on a usual basis they're just looking around and leaving um you see unusual uh, uh cars driving by whatever the case may be you know that that's a that's quite a possibility that 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 you are being cased so don't ignore those uh but but certainly you know, make sure that, uh, you know, you, you have a good relationship with your local police department as well.
0: Right. Um, do, you, do you think during this time, um, I, I know that casing is a, is a pretty detail-oriented job and, and it takes weeks sometimes for someone to case a store, but um, do you think that uh, this, you know, coronavirus outbreak is going to actually bring out more of sort of those, uh, you know, sloppier break-ins? as, you know, just smashing grabs and such? Or do you think there will be a lot more casing going on?
3: I think there is going to be an increased likelihood where you do have uh, some of the sloppy break-ins at night, people looking for a fast grab and run because people are really going to be hurting for money. Um, and and they're going to be looking for uh, you know for a source you know to to bring in money and and quite frankly, I think you might see an uptick of 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 people breaking in stores trying to grab what they can grab and get out. Those aren't going to be your professionals that are that are going to actually try to attack the safes. so that's why we recommend and, and that gets back to looting. That's why we recommend you know trying to put as much if not everything in the safe at this point. Uh, until we get through this. So, and that's very important.
0: Absolutely. Um, And, and is it okay to leave goods in the safe, you know, with the rash of recent break-ins?
3: Well, you know, that's, that's a, that's a difficult question to answer, but yes, I mean from from an insurance perspective if they're still covered, um it is it is safe to do so, but as far as the rash of break-ins that we've seen over the past year, um you know, we're we're asking a lot of our clients to take extra precautions. One of those precautions was or is to utilize a bank safe deposit vault. Um, At this point, I would say it's probably too late because a lot of banks have closed their doors and they're not allowing people to come in. Uh, So leaving it in their safe and having it insured is better than leaving it out of the safe. I do have some clients that have asked me about bringing merchandise home. Um, Is that really a good idea? I don't think that's the safest solution. Uh, but you know, that is something that's up to them. Uh, some have safes at homes, others don't. Um, but I, I do feel that it's probably better if they, they leave it in the store and leave it and try to put everything away in the safe as much as they can.
0: Right. Yeah. It makes perfect sense. Um, and, and to that same point, are there any, specifics that you would suggest that a retailer should look at um, anything in the fine print that people usually aren't aware of that that they might want to look at right now to make sure they're covered
3: um one of the things i do would advise if they are going to leave merchandise out is make sure under your policy that you know you look on the policy to see what your coverage is while you're closed for business out of safe Um, the other thing to be careful with is, is is if somebody decides to go into the store uh, is make sure that there isn't language in the policy that's restricting that they have more than one person on the premises or more than one person opening and closing. That's good to know. Um... I think what's going to forever change in the future in in this business is perhaps jewelers should look into obtaining their pawnbroker's license because pawnbrokers are considered financial institutions and they're considered an essential business and they're not part of the ban as far as people being able to go in. So it, it would allow a jeweler to stay in business or keep their doors open, of which I have some clients who are are keeping their doors open, but they're not putting their jewelry out, they're leaving it in the safe. So they're doing it on a very limited basis where they are accepting appointments with customers or they're doing curbside service. But if they had their pawnbroker's license, they would be deemed a financial institution, therefore an essential business.
0: Sure. Yeah. That's interesting. Um, and, and so shifting gears a bit to, you know, external, uh, attempts of of trying to keep business going. Um, can you tell me, you know, what happens to insurance rates, you know, for like shipping packages during this time? Considering that you know FedEx and UPS aren't even requiring signatures at the door.
3: At this point, we have not seen, or I have not seen, the rates change on shipping. It is concerning that they're not obtaining signatures, but as long as you're requesting the signature, that's the most important part. Uh, but where it could affect the rates is if you have losses. So if you're having losses on shipping at the end of the day, I mean, you know, really that ultimately could affect your premium down the road.
0: Okay, good to know. And, and if someone shipped something from their home instead of the store, does that affect anything as far as the policy and, and making sure they're covered?
3: In my opinion, it, it does not, um, uh, because if they're utilizing their same acronym that they use or their business initials or, or whatever, it, it, with our policies, it would not affect the coverage under the policies. Also, stock that is related to the store or merchandise related to the store, there's still an insurable interest in that merchandise. So that would still fall under the
0: jeweler's block
3: policy as far as having coverage.
0: Okay. That's great to know. Um,
3: I would recommend if they're shipping from their home, and personally, I don't know at this point if the local FedEx offices are staying open, but I would recommend taking it to the FedEx office or a FedEx distribution center, whatever, uh, versus having them come to your house for a
0: pickup. Yeah, sure. Good advice. Um, Okay. Yeah. Thank you so much brian i really appreciate your time today and, and for filling us in on on what to expect in the in the coming weeks and i'm really glad for the retailers sake that that you're out there on the front lines with them and and that you guys have them covered
3: definitely ross and i really appreciate you uh having me on and and if anybody you know has any questions they're they're welcome to call me directly i'm you know i'm in the office you know our number is 800-932-3062 i'll be certainly happy to uh to, to help anyone i can
0: very good yeah thanks for offering that thanks for joining us today on the jeweler survival kit podcast i'd like to thank our guests alex and brian for giving us such great tips and ideas we hope these insights can help you with your decision-making regarding your employees and how to keep your store and your inventory safe during this crisis. Stay tuned for the next episode so that we can keep you informed on the latest news about the coronavirus and how it's affecting retail jewelers, manufacturers, and industry professionals. To learn more about this series, please visit punchmark.com podcasts. Your feedback is absolutely welcome. If you feel that you have any information, best practices, tips, or insights that might help others in the jewelry industry, please drop us a line so that we might include it in the Jeweler Survival Kit. From all of us at Punchmark, be safe, stay healthy, and most importantly, stay positive.